This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. for Batter Up, the definitive Atlanta Braves podcast with host Joe Patrick and Caleb Johnson giving you exclusive insight into our Braves from Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Here's Joe and Caleb. Welcome into Batter Up. Caleb Johnson in with my co-host Joe Patrick on this May the 4th. So I get to, of course, uh, make the lane. May the 4th be with you, Joe Patrick. How are you, There man? it is. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm like, it's a little bit of a whirlwind. I think my head is spinning from this this last week of Braves baseball, especially considering the fact that we've like played more games than we have days, obviously, with a doubleheader yesterday and just the results are all, are all over the place. So it's been a really weird week, I feel like, to kind of cap off the a really weird kind of first month, close to a first month of, of the baseball season this year. It's just it's been a weird one. Yeah, I'm with you. Well, and also, you know, you talk about it feeling, you know, whirlwind-like and, and all of those sorts of things. I mean, Joe, as we are recording on Wednesday after the Braves have finished out their series with the Mets, the Braves and Mets played four games in four, in less than 48 hours. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. insanity. I mean, just the fact, like, so many games scrunched together. You and I were talking, uh, of course, off the pod about why on earth they didn't try to spread this thing out a little bit better, even just like time-wise? Like, yeah. why did the Braves not, you know, Braves and Mets, why did they not play at 7 o'clock tonight? Uh, I know the Mets have a game on Thursday. The Braves don't. It just, it it feels like a lot. And yet, um, I guess you can call it a success. Like, this wasn't a successful road trip, but um, as we come after the series has ended, it at least doesn't feel so defeatist as it did a day ago, which is really bizarre. And I kind of feel like this is where we've been this entire time with this Braves team of just like, oh no, like here we go again. This team's terrible. And then the next day we're like, oh, okay, not too bad. It's like a roller coaster of emotions, man. Because like they they come off of first of all, okay, so they have a, they come off of winning a series, finally winning their first series, their first rubber match against the Cubs, right? Then they go to Texas, yep. a series you should you think they should be winning against the Rangers. They win the first one, you're feeling good. They drop two in a row to the Rangers to end that series. So you're then you're all pissed off. Then they go to the and that's ahead of a huge series, obviously against the Mets. They go to the Mets here. They win the first game. Then you're feeling good again. You're like, all right, we won. We won the first game. Let's split in the doubleheader tomorrow and at least and at least give ourselves a chance to win the series. And then they get, of course, get swept in the doubleheader. So then you're feeling all bad again, going into a day game after a doubleheader and Ronald Acuna. Can he play? You know, and all this stuff. Then they go out and win today, nine to two. I don't know what to think about this team, man. It's like it's honestly kind of pissing me off. <laughs> There's like no well, like bit of consistency with this team right now. And here's the other part about what's going on with this Braves team is when it comes from a fan perspective, most likely whatever you as a fan think about this team is right. Like if you're willing <laughs> yeah. to go, you know, all oh, this team's terrible. Yeah, you're not exactly wrong. You make a if case. you're one of yeah, if you're one of those going like, come on, it's early in the season, things can turn around, you're not wrong. If you're going, you know, look at what they did last year. It's it. The possibility exists they could do that again. You're not necessarily wrong. If you're one of those going, 
ah, they're losing important games right now that they're not going to be able to make up later in the season. You're probably not wrong. Like it's one of those, <laughs> it is just so bizarre. And it, and it makes it, uh, it makes it so difficult for us to talk about this team yeah. because whatever, whatever we say in this probably will be moved <laughs> by, by next week. You know, like, like that potential exists of being like, you know, come on, don't count them out. Uh, sort of thing that could be completely wrong or going, I don't know this, you know, I smell danger is, is mm-hmm. another one that you're just, I, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those things where you talk about teams like finding their identity or having an identity and kind of knowing what teams need to do on a consistent basis to win games. And at this point in the season with the Braves, I don't know if they have an identity. I don't know what the identity of this team is. Is it, are they driven by their starting pitching? Are they driven by their offense? You know, is it still the bullpen? You know, there's of course all the three of those, you know, aspects of the team come into every game, but um, there's just nothing to really hang your hat on with this team so far this season, as opposed to, you know, the second half of last year, you especially after that trade deadline when they started heating up and they started playing a lot better, you you really could hang your hat on specific things and specific players to be able to perform down the stretch. And just right now, it's a total scatter shot of what you might get from game to game. I mean, there's a couple consistent players. Kyle Wright's been good. We'll talk about him. I mean, we'll talk about a lot of players today, but there haven't been too many for the Braves that have just been solid, you know, from the beginning of the season to now. And it's only been a month, you know. You would think that you would have a little bit more consistency, but I mean, that's just that's just how it's been so far this year. So, yeah. Well, let's like so record wise, Braves are twelve and fifteen at this point. A week ago, their average play was good enough to be second in the division. They are now fourth. Obviously, I know we haven't played that many games, mm-hmm. um, and they are six games behind the Mets, which. Thank goodness they didn't lose any more games in the series. You know, thankfully they split with the Mets, who the Mets have not they they've won every series they played so far this year. So it was like I mean something worth counting the fact that the Braves were at least able to um you know to come out with a split. The strange thing is when you look at like stats in the National League, I pulled this up and this just doesn't make sense with how the Braves are playing. The Braves, uh, before today's game, are first in the National League with 30 home runs. They're first in the National League with 79 extra base hits. They're first in the National League in average exit velocity. And they're second in the National League in hard hit, hard hit percentage. So it's like, you see those things and you're thinking, ah, I mean, you know, Braves must be playing pretty well. Mm-hmm. And yet... I, I can't call what this team is doing right now, playing well. Like, it's it, it, inconsistent. The only word that that um, that yeah. comes and, to mind when it, you know, when it comes to them. And it's even more striking, those numbers that you referenced, Caleb, and, and those are, you know, very interesting numbers. Um, because it, it, I still get this feeling with this team where it's like if they get down by three runs kind of over you know like you don't really have a lot mm-hmm. of hope that they're going to be able to come back well, and, and they played a lot of games where they only score one or two runs you know it's, it's and that's just ugly baseball to try to watch and I, I kind of feel for fans trying to you know plow through it and it also I mean some of this stuff does come down to managerial decisions of Brian Snicker kind of being set in his ways about how he wants to use the bullpen of course you can always make the point of Brian Snicker being set in his ways, managed to win a World Series last year. So I like I, I get all of those sorts of things. However, um you see some of the moves that he makes as far as it, it looks like he pulls the plug on games when they're still manageable. Um I mean you, you see similar thing like Buck Showalter today sending out Adam Adavino uh Adam Adavino for a third straight day is that thought process of like, well, I want to send out my best, you know, some of my best relievers in a close game. And then it backfires and the Braves, you know, have an absolute uh, bomb fest in in an inning and score a bunch of runs. So it's just uh, inconsistencies from, from managerial decisions too, that, that, that I don't know where to go. uh, And that's even before you get to Ronald Acuna. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm reading through some Braves notes right here, and yesterday in the doubleheader, when they lost one of the games 3-0 in the nightcap, that was the 15th time this season that the Braves have scored three or fewer runs in the game, in a game, and that's tied for the most in the major leagues. So despite the fact that they're hitting the ball hard, they've, you know, lead, lead major leagues in home runs, all this stuff, all these offensive numbers that you would think would contribute to, you know, a very potent offense, they really haven't been. I mean, they, in, in you know, almost half their game, more than their half their games, they're scoring three or fewer runs, you know, which is just crazy to, like, I, I, I'm even, <laughs> my brain's going to go in haywire trying to, you know, square these two things. Uh, but I think it just speaks to this inconsistency and the fact that, it's almost like if, if you know they're either scoring a bunch of runs or they're not scoring many at all, which is just a frustrating thing to try to try to watch as a fan. Yeah, well, and I mean, from the fan perspective, you continue to get guys talking about what's going on with this baseball and the fact that it seems like no one in Major League Baseball is a big fan of it right now. Uh, I actually, I, I heard, um, I forgot who it was now, because la- last week it was Chris Bassett. Um, who had the big comments about the 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 balls being inconsistent? Somebody mm-hmm. this past week said that hitting the baseball was like hitting uh, a pile of wet socks. Like that's huh. how he that was the, the yeah that was like the the way they tried to put it into some something physical for us to think about mm-hmm. uh, as a way of you know I mean guys are are hitting the ball as hard as they have been in history, you know, in past history and uh the ball's not traveling as far far so that when you think about like the Braves not scoring runs, I mean that's something that is somewhat happening across the board uh as far as teams not scoring. Yeah. Um I still don't think that plays as much uh <laughs> into into what's going on with the Braves because I mean that's right. going to affect everybody uh and it's just not, you know, I don't well, know. It, it, say, it's not making that big of a difference just for the Braves. I was going to say, yeah, and, and the Braves, uh, they struck out 17 times in that doubleheader. And coming into today's game, that yeah. meant that they led the major leagues with 235 strikeouts. And that's obviously been an issue with several guys in this lineup, Adam Duvall, Dansby Swanson. Um, but it also just makes it really hard to you know get things going when you're just making so many unproductive outs. Yes, sometimes strikeouts can be kind of uh, overemphasized, like they're not as terrible sometimes as people make them out to be. But also, if if you're leading the majors in strikeouts, then you're just limiting, you know, productive outs and those kinds of things that can be small. And I know that a lot of people like to kind of poo-poo these things, but, um, you know, it it makes a big impact when when your team is striking out as much as the Braves. Uh, And also, just another stat to throw out there, um, yesterday when they lost that game three nothing, it marked the fourth time this season the Braves have lost a game despite allowing three runs or less, which is also tied for the lead, um, tied for the most in the National League. So, just like a lot of weird results for for this team so far this season. <laughs> yeah. Well, now let's go. Something that's been thrown on top of everything else uh, is about a week ago, we got the surprise announcement that Ronald Acuna going to be back up with the Braves. Uh, you and I were at that first game that he played in and, you know, all the smiles that you saw from him, the excitement from the clubhouse. And, you know, we had speculated about what it might do to the clubhouse, having him back in, in the lineup, uh, just back in the clubhouse in general. They, it seemed from all accounts, especially I remember Brian Snicker talking about it, that they essentially brought him up because they were watching him play in the minor leagues, and they were like, good grief, Is he if he's going to play like that, <laughs> might as well have him play with the big league club and not injure himself uh, or just bring that potency to the big leagues. He's been good on the base paths, good with the glove, um, but the bat... Definitely isn't there. And Joe, I'm not entirely sure that I can blame Ronald Acuna Jr. for this one as the Braves continue to roll out this convoluted plan of right field for a day, DH for a day, take a day off. Who knows? Like, I just don't know 
what we're going to get with Ronald Acuna. Um, and it seems like maybe he doesn't either. And, and the numbers show it's he's getting no consistency. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he said something telling last night to media up in New York that I thought was interesting, which was that I, I forget even the question that was posed to him. It was something about, you know, coming back from this injury and how much he's playing all, on all that stuff. And he said that, you know, like, whoa, 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 just like, remember, I have like not been doing a ton of baseball stuff. Like, like these are still some of my first baseball activities. So he's like, I'm I'm feeling better. I feel like I'm improving every time. But I think it is kind of just a, a bit of a realization to hear that, that he, you know, is understanding himself that he's not the same Ronald Acuna yet. Obviously, he plans to get back there and I'm sure he will be. Uh, but it, I think you can just forget that when you're down with that kind of injury that he had, you're just so limited in what you can do. And so when you get healthy again, healthy enough to play baseball, it's not necessarily as much as like, oh, well, you're healthy enough. Then you go back out there and you're the same guy you always were. I think we're starting to see that. I think and I don't think I'm saying anything that's, you know, uh, some like breaking information. I think that everybody has kind of witnessed this as he's come back to be like, oh, OK, yeah, I, I kind of. It's a little disheartening because <laughs> I think a lot of people were like expecting the injection of him into this lineup and just being that kind of all-star player at the top of that order and really stretching everything out. Um, it's not that. It's not that yet. Uh, I think he is getting there. We're st definitely seeing some flashes. He still looks good athletically, like you know, like we saw in Gwinnett with him, you know, scoring on you know an infield single from second. He's doing some things. He had a really great. Um, he evaded a, a pickle today, uh, which was really <laughs> cool and like a classic Ronnie thing. But just with the bat, you can just tell that it, there's going to be some time before uh, before everything starts to get clicking for him. But he did hit a 116 mile an hour um, double yesterday, which is which is great. I think that's a good sign. That he's you know barreling up some balls, and uh, I think he'll he'll start hitting the homers here before too long. But yeah, it's just not, it's not kind of the Ronald, I think, that a lot of people expected when they were, you know, hearing the news that Ronald Cunha Jr. is back with the Braves. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, that's why I... It feels so strange for me to feel this way, but it's just my honest opinion. I think the Braves' mismanagement of the situation is why we're seeing the results we're seeing from Ronald Acuna. I think this whole resting him thing, look, if he's healthy to play, he's got to be healthy to play. Uh, and and that's not, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not out here being Freddie Freeman and like he's got to go play every game for the rest of the season. <laughs> but this whole this whole plan of right field, DH, rest right field dh rest or are or, or sometimes back-to-back -back days of playing in right field like i've noticed he plays better at the plate like he is a better hitter when he's in the field mm. uh and a very small sample size he's played like what five games six games something so far yeah uh, i get very small sample size however i've like every game that he's played in the field he's hit better and so i'm almost just like 
just let him go you know yeah, like yeah like, and it, and also like he's i was mentioning earlier has athleticism which is on full display like he looks perfectly healthy when he's like running the base paths and everything certainly he's healthy to just to be out there and essentially stand mostly just kind of stand around <laughs> in right field i mean that's yeah. most of what you're doing out there and and i so my thing is like i understand like yesterday doubleheader happens and he doesn't play in the first game that completely understandable like giving yeah. a guy some rest giving yeah. other guys some rest on this team Travis DeMeritt not playing because he played 18 innings yesterday makes all the sense in the world like give He'd be the playing guys if Freddie was on this team <laughs> I know oh I saw Braves Twitter I saw Braves Twitter uh yeah no yeah I mean you're right honestly but yeah yeah, yeah. um and I think and the we Braves talk about that. need yeah yeah sure but it, it's just this like I need them. I know they say they have a plan and they are enacting a form of a plan. I don't think it's a successful plan. I think he needs to be out there. And if you want to give him like every fourth day off, cool. But the guy's got to build up some consistency with his at bats. And he's not getting that at the current rate that they, that they are using him. Uh, and, and I have to, like, it can't continue like this. Like, I feel like they've got to change something up, um, as they have to do in a, in a few other areas, but just Ronald Acuna specifically, he's got to be playing consistently. Um, and I think he needs to be consistently playing out in the field. Um, but yeah. then <sighs> so, Lord so knows what you do with DH. So they'd put it out there and we may have discussed this on our last. No, well, no, probably not. Cause he hadn't come back yet when we last recorded, but, um, they said that he's not going to play on days when they travel. This is what they initially put out there. He's not going to play on days when they travel. He's not going to play on day game after a night game. So to your point, that's why they held him out for the the first inning, the first game of that double header. Um, he did play today after playing the night game yesterday. He was the DH today. Yeah, so I noticed. <laughs> so maybe that's some indication that uh, they're kind of progressing on from from their original, you know declaration which of course they have to like at some point at some stage you have to advance to the next stage and like progress to do more and that's what i'm wondering is like when are they going to when will they finally start playing him on a day they travel when will they play him in right field three games in a row four games you know however many games in a row at some stage you have to start advancing the recover the rehab or recovery or whatever you want to call it um and get him in a more routine day-to-day situation where he kind of knows what to expect and to your point i think that will allow him to just get in a little better flow and and play the kind of baseball that we know he can yeah adapt the plan i think that's the big thing yeah adapt. like yeah, yeah. the the braves are definitely coming out and saying we have a plan but they've changed it at every turn so it's just like okay this is the latest thing of your plan isn't working um you know like <laughs> it, at least for him offensively and uh i th- i think something's uh something's got to change as is and all the caveats apply because I mean, it only had you know it's been a week or whatever so and yeah yeah you're I right. don't know. we'll, we'll I know. see but i i think that it will i think that they will start progressing him to doing more and i'm i think today may have been in some indication of that so it'll be interesting to hear what snit says uh to media this afternoon I hope so. Um, I don't. I don't know where to go next as far as <laughs> rotation. You look at. Uh, you look at the Braves' rotation right now, and there's some guys that are really standing out. I think the the one, the biggest positive that I saw out of this last week is actually what we witnessed today with Ian Anderson. Uh, the fact mm. that Ian Anderson can go out there and have, I would call it a solid outing. Um, still only like one strikeout in five and a third yeah. and four walks. Strange, very strange. However, you only give up one run. Cool. I'm cool <laughs> with that. Uh, cause yeah. I think, you know, like that was a guy that I had said previously. Like he and Kyle Wright had swapped roles. I was very uncomfortable with what was going on with him. Um, but the question marks are some massive question marks when it comes to this rotation because of 
Charlie Morton, and what on earth do you do with the fifth starter now? I'm worried about Charlie. I'm worried about Charlie. I'm worried about what he said, not after his most recent start here in New York, but his previous start where he talked about, you know, not getting the feedback that he was expecting from the hitters. I, this was the game that you were at, right? This is the game that you were, yeah. I think it was Acuna's first game saying yep. that like he feels like he's making good pitches, but not getting the feedback, AKA they're still hitting the ball really hard when he thinks he's made a good pitch. Um, Good news was that he came back, looked better in the game against New York. Um, they The Mets didn't really hit the ball hard on him. He, he really was just got a bunch of bad luck in that game. So you got to kind of take that with a grain of salt. But in my opinion, there still are some concerns with Morton. Now, he also said, and I totally agree with what he said, which is that if I were to give up when it got hard like this and I was a little bit confused, I would have been out of this league 10 years ago, you know? So I, he's definitely been in these situations before where he has to just, you know, go back to the drawing board and figure out some maybe new pitch sequencing or whatever it might be to give himself an advantage again. But um, I think there is a worry there. I think with Ian Anderson, again, what we saw today was really um, heartening to see him just keep on progressing because it's one of those things where when you get a spring training cut so short like his was, um, you start the season poorly. Maybe that gets your your confidence low because you start getting hit a little bit more than you're accustomed to. I think it was better to see from him today. The one thing I will say, though, about his start today was it looked like you know, his big strikeout pitch is this changeup. He'll throw it low, and he gets swings and misses on it all the time. It's one of the best um, uh, whiff rate pitches in, in all of baseball. And the Mets were just laying off of it today. And I tend, I, I wonder if he also, when we talk about pitch sequencing, if he can just do a better job of mixing in the changeup, not always throwing it just when he's got like a two-strike count and he's trying to put a guy away maybe mixing it up in some different situations and then trying to develop some other pitch, some other kind of put out pitch, put away pitch uh, for him to, to finish off batters. But I just felt like the Mets were, uh, you know, knowing what he was going to throw, especially when they got down to two strikes. Fortunately, he was able to get out, you know, obviously he got out of his start only giving up one run today. So it was definitely a positive result, but uh, just something to watch out there for, for Ian, but good sign for him. Yeah, with going back to Morton though, you know, you talk about um guys laying off pitches. It seemed like that was happening with his curveball. Like that is, you yep. know, kind of his money pitch and that he's not getting guys to chase stuff that he's been able to get in the past. Uh and that that was something that he did say after this most recent uh start is just that you know, essentially it was like it was improved better but still not getting um the guy guys aren't afraid of of the stuff that he's throwing mm -hmm. which is why i get concerned um and i i i tweeted out after a start because yeah you, know, you say it was improved like i mean it's one of those from what though <laughs> you know it's right like, right I, I, you know still giving up still giving up runs um and just not being a guy that can be depended on is something of concern how it, like so i went in the does this guy need to hit the injured list with some elbow inflammation or something like that so that mm -hmm. he can go get some side sessions and we're talking about charlie here, work, right charlie yes Morton. yeah, yeah. talking about charlie maybe work through something on the on the on the 10 day injured list 15 day you know whatever like however long he needs um however <laughs> that's not a possibility like it, they can't take him out of this rotation right now because they don't even have Who a fifth have? starter. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, 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 so, so since we last talked, like Bryce Elder is no longer a thing. Uh, and I think it's funny to anyone who had watched Bryce Elder outside of his first start. This was not a shock. This was in no way a surprise. You saw this coming. He was getting a lot of walks. Uh, the confidence wasn't there, and um, he just looked raw. You know, like the talent just looks raw. Um, it's one of those go back to Gwinnett and figure it out. the The idea of striking gold with Bryce Elder and Spencer Strider wasn't working. Mm -hmm. uh, then they then then it's like let's try out Kyle Muller. Yikes! That was worse. <laughs> 
You know, like six like walks that, and like, like three something innings. Yeah, Kyle Muller's start on Sunday is the type of thing that like you won't see him. <laughs> yeah. You just you won't. It, it's May fourth. When would when would we see Kyle Muller again? I don't know if you heard his media that he did after that game, but he was like, I didn't think it was that bad. I, I think there were two batters that I walked that were just bad walks. But other than that, I thought I was like around the plate. And it's like, oh, maybe yeah, I mean, maybe you, uh, you do feel that way. And I mean, good for you. Like, you know, I understand trying to take the silver linings out of things. But do you remember a former Brace pitcher? Do you remember a former Brace pitcher who did that two years ago? Mike Fultonevich, mm. who was out here. You know, tell it, t- saying the stadium the radar media. gun was wrong. <laughs> oh my! You know, God. out here on. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I, like, I totally like, forgot was, about that. That is hilarious. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought <laughs> when I heard Kyle Muller talk. As it was just like, oh wow, we're going Mike Fultonevich <laughs> on the like. I mean, come on, going yeah, for I mean, Fulty. Really, yeah, yeah, and and <laughs> what happened to Fulty? Got him out of there. You know, like like unfortunately, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, and, and, and he's not- been very good not that long before, you know. They cut the they cut the cord quick there. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't uh I wouldn't uh, mind. I, I was gonna say on the topic of Muller, you know, it's funny that you were talking about Elder, and I was gonna say it actually kind of reminds me of Muller in the fact that when Muller came up last year, he made a really good start and then it progressively got worse from there which is pre- pretty much essentially what happened to to Bryce Elder and i think it's just something that happens with with pitchers who come up to the major leagues where you come up you make your first start and there's not really great you know scouting reports on you especially when you're a guy like Bryce Elder who hasn't even been in professional baseball for very long let alone you know pitching in the majors so um you know probably got some breaks and they didn't have a great scouting report on him. So had a good first start and it's just kind of gone downhill from there. So hopefully he doesn't take the track of Kyle Muller in the way that Kyle Moore seems to have gone, but I don't want to like totally trash Muller, but um, hopefully he can go down to Gwinnett and, you know, figure out again, pitch sequencing, work on some pitches and, you know, develop himself, understand what major league players, how they're going to approach him and then come back and, and be a better pitcher. Um, but unfortunately for the Braves right now, they've got several pitchers that are kind of in that situation where they're like needing to improve themselves. So we've already talked about this with Waskar Yanoa, who obviously was sent down, I think, for that exact reason to kind of work on his mechanics a little bit and become better. And then the guy that I have question marks about, who's been a total bizarro player to me so far this season, and why and it's kind of shocking to me that he hasn't pitched yet for the Braves, is Tuki Toussaint, a guy who has major league experience who has been getting called up but not like starting like he got he's been called up I think twice I want to say maybe only once yeah um only for like just like fill a roster spot for a day basically and then and then go back down um when he pitched an inning a weird one he, yeah he came up pitched an inning he, okay in relief and then it was just like wait what yeah I thought because when they brought him up I remember telling you I was like oh I guess they're gonna spot start him that's what I thought yeah and that's nope. what I thought yeah, just threw him for an inning and then threw him back down to Gwinnett. You know, it was one of those like <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. really bizarre. Um, my my question is uh, because like now we're at a place where they've got to figure out the fifth starter again. Like that is a question mark that they don't yep. have figured out. Um, for Friday's game, yeah. Um, what? I'm sorry. Did Tucker Davidson just like step off the earth? I think he might start. Like what? I I think I think he might start okay. that game. Maybe. I mean, it's probably or or they could bring Yanoa back up. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think it all depends. Honestly, I think it all depends on how many days of rest. Like, what's their rotation in Gwinnett right now? True. However, yeah. I just I I scratch my head and I go like, what? Like, I mean, Tucker Davidson made the four like made the team this year. And yeah, then, know, right? <laughs> yeah. you know, just like disappeared. And I didn't think it was, I didn't think he was that bad. I just don't understand. I don't know if there's something behind the scenes that we're, that we're, you know, not privy to. Mm-hmm. It, that's just a big head scratcher for me. Um, whereas, you know, you know, a, a guy like Kyle Muller, um, I think, you know, you kind of seen what you need to see from him to maybe make him, um, 
trade bait or something like that. But yeah, Tucker uh, Tucker is Tucker's gotten a raw deal this year, man. And I I, I think hope, so. I hope he gets an opportunity to start because he deserves a chance to, you know, show the team what he can do from the spot where he feels like he is effect you know effective as a starter, not as like you know he he gave up some runs when he came in in that relief outing. Um, when he was like pitching mop up duty and it's just a tough situation to come in when you were expected to be the next day starter. That was obviously a couple of weeks ago. So, um, yeah, I just, I just, I hope he, I hope he gets an opportunity to, to start a game for this team and, and we can see what he, we can see what he's got. Um, I think on the positive side, Max Fried has really turned himself around yeah. and now he's like, he feels like he's totally rolling like Max Fried style. Just now he feels like he's going to go out there and pretty much give you a gem. Um, and then Kyle Wright too. Kyle Wright had his worst outing, of course, in that three nothing loss yes last night against the Mets, but still was pretty damn good. Only made a couple of mistakes. Just... Yeah, was like almost perfect again. He just got knocked up for for a couple more runs than he typically would. But just, again, I'm just really really impressed with Kyle, and he's feeling to me like a a bit of a stopper. You know, like when you and that's what he's kind of been for this team so far this season. You know, when you. Charlie Morton comes through his order, uh, or Charlie Morton spot comes up, loss, Ian Anderson loss, boom. There's Kyle Wright to kind of like put an end to the the streak, um, which has been very much needed. And I think they were kind of feeling the effects of him not being able to to get that win last night. It almost felt weird. Like, oh, man, we lost a Kyle Wright start. Crap. Well, well yeah, that, that was I think that was what was so frustrating about it is the fact that he just got no run support. Like, honestly, not a bad start you know he went what seven innings in that one gave up gave up the three runs but i don't know i mean like watching it myself didn't think there was anything there that was particular like i saw no concerns i saw a guy who maybe didn't have his best stuff sure um the strikeouts were down. I think he only had three in the game yeah. as opposed to he's been striking sure. a ton of guys this year. But yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, but the was, walks weren't there either. He only had right, one walk. Exactly, you know, like exactly. that was, I, I remember that standing out and kind of being like, a. I don't, I don't feel bad. You know, it's just one yeah. of those like, Hey, that, that happens every now and then I, I'm certainly not going to panic on it. Um, he's obviously, he's, Obviously, if I could choose, I would want Kyle Wright to go out there and throw seven innings and like strike out ten and not give up any runs or whatever. But I was almost more encouraged by that start against New York, despite the fact that the Braves lost and everything. Um, the fact that everything didn't go perfectly for Kyle, and still he like got into his groove, like you know, after he'd given up a home run stuff and was just cruising. By the time by the time he left that game, it seemed like he could keep going. Like he be you know, it, it was only for his pitch count that he came out of that game. Because he was just mowing guys down, and so that's great to see. Because I feel like previous iterations of Kyle Wright, like that was kind of the thing with him, is like when things starting to go tits up. Pardon my French. I don't know if that's kosher or not to say. Um, then you know that's when things really started to unravel for him, and it doesn't seem to be the case anymore. So I think that was a good sign. Yeah. The other thing for like, it's wild to me that just think about this, Joe. We are at May fourth, twenty twenty two. A year ago, if somebody told you Kyle Wright's the second best pitcher on the Braves staff, like you'd have been like, oh, no, they must (laughs) be (laughs) terrible. He must be, you know, like it's one of those, like how bad would things have to be for Kyle Wright to be the second best pitcher? Uh, He seven innings in his last two starts. His worst start, he threw five innings. You know, like like that's like it, it, as far as far as not worst start, but the the least amount of innings, like five innings, six innings, two seven innings. Like that is <laughs> that is as much as you can count on a guy in, uh, in in this day and age of baseball. So it's a weird place to be. I, it makes me very uncomfortable, uh, <laughs> just because I I never would have thought I'd see the day that. Kyle Wright and anyone, anyone who's out there who's like, oh, I saw it coming. No, you're a liar. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's, so, it's just a strange, strange spot to be in. So the the optimistic view about this rotation, despite the fact that of all the kind of concerns and struggles that they've had that we've just documented here in this last five ten minutes, you've got Max Fried going. You're you, you're pretty solid with him. Like you know what you're going to get from Max Fried as long as he stays healthy. Of course, I think Kyle Wright. We're seeing a pretty sustainable version of this 
knock on wood, but um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm 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 pretty confident with what we've seen over the sample size. If Ian Anderson he continues improving, if he kind of gets back to what we kind of know and expect Ian Ander- Anderson to be, and if Charlie Morton can you know get it together, you you still have the makings of of a solid rotation, and then you just fi- you figure out who's going to be that fifth starter, and you've got plenty of competition for it. But I definitely think there's upside to this group that we've just talked about, despite the fact that we may have been kind of critiquing them on some of the struggles they've been having, at least some of them, there definitely is still upside for this rotation. So I just don't, I don't want us to get too down on these guys um, because there definitely are some bright spots. That's fair. Um, now let's get into a little bit of the ugly. We don't have to spend too much time on, on this lineup, um, but I just wanted us to go, because we haven't done this yet this season, uh, just player by player and concerned, not concerned, trending in the right way, trending in the wrong way. Like what is going on with them? Um, because there's, there've been some main guys to focus on. I think, um, you know, obviously the positive play of Austin Riley has shined. Um, and then you think about, uh, you know, some of the poor play from some of the other guys. It's just, uh, I don't know. I want to look at where we are right now uh, with this lineup. We've already talked about Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, so moving past that, just Matt pick Olson, somebody, Joe. Number two, number two yeah. in the order, Matt Olson. How are we sure. feeling? I'm a little concerned. I mean, I'm not concerned about what I expect him to be long term just because of his track record and everything. But, you know, obviously he's got to be better than he's been over these last couple of weeks. He started the season really hot, too. But I just feel like. I don't know. There's something about it. What like when he hits the ball hard and he like does something get, like there's not anybody on base for him. And when there is people on base, then you know that's been kind of been the bugaboo for the Braves. Obviously, this year is not getting those hits with runners in scoring position. So I've ex- I should say I'll just wrap it up by saying I expected more at this point in the season. Is that too harsh? Is that too harsh to say? No, I don't think it's harsh. I just his numbers are not bad. <laughs> like his top line numbers no. are not bad. That, I think that's the thing is that I'm not that concerned because is this not very Freddie like to True. be I, I you know and I, and I hate like I hate making that comparison I'm, it's just it's what we're going to be doing for years to come um, <laughs> yep, it, yep. It, it's just the reality but yep. if you were to look at Freddie Freeman's numbers through the first month of the season into May relatively similar actually probably Matt Olson maybe a little bit better um because Freddie usually starts out a little colder um except maybe for the MVP season and obviously much shorter year in general um so I'm not concerned at all I think it's just one of those um yeah Braves fans probably did and people in general probably did expect more from Matt Olson I didn't and I think I was more shocked at his hot start. And so seeing this mm. now, kind of like, okay, we're, you know, I think uh, the home runs will catch up and not not hitting the panic button, as he said, actually, that he's yeah. not hitting the panic button yet. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Uh, So, that's fine. Good to see him hit the ball hard a couple times these these last couple of days. So, yeah. Uh, Who's Austin next? Riley. Well, we got Austin Riley. We talked about him last week. He's kind of the once again a dark horse MVP candidate. Yeah. Um, and performing relatively similar, if not a little bit better than he was over the course of last season to start this year. So I've been ecstatic about <laughs> the level of play that you've gotten from. Austin Riley, I think he's second in the National League in home runs right now. Um, yeah. What more could you ask for, you know? I, the only thing I have to say, the only thing I have to say about Austin Riley, I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> I, I was wrong. <laughs> Same here. I mean, didn't think, didn't think he would do this. Uh, now, obviously, you've got to keep it up, but I was wrong. And thank goodness, because mm. whew, Braves need yeah. that offense. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Marcelo Zuna. Uh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, here, here's the bad thing. So I actually, uh, I saw someone tweet out this week. Do we need to start like a, I think it was Chris Willis from, from, um, they're not talking chop anymore. Or, battery power. Battery power. Yep. Uh, Yeah. Great guy. Got to meet him in person last week. Um, but Chris tweeted out, are we almost at the point of starting a, like, countdown on Marcelo Zuna's contract? Right, yeah. And I was like, I was like, yikes. Like, a year ago, we would have been doing that for a very different reason. And now it's like, um, once again, I was wrong. Because I thought <laughs> this guy was going to be tearing the cover off the baseball, coming off a year that he didn't play so the you know no physical toll on his body and started out the gates i was like whoo i was right about this one and you want to talk about a guy going cold like that man is ice cold and we need to start you know chipping away at the ice block covering him because um i mean he he ain't hitting the baseball and if he does it's not you know not really happening offensively um and then we already i mean we don't even have to talk about his defense and yet he's still playing in left field yay (laughs) yeah i'm just looking right now and i'm looking at a minimal amount of hits (laughs) since uh since about the middle of april um it's it's not been good and i don't know why my baseball reference is acting all funny on me right now so i'm not the stats are not pulling up, but yeah, no, I mean, it's been, it's been rough and obviously in the field as well. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but, um, it's not been good. Okay. Here it is. Yeah. He's batting two, uh, he's batting 155 since April 18th with a, uh, solid 399 OPS. So he's been hitting fourth for you that whole time too. Yeah. So that is a recipe for a disaster. And I wonder how quickly, Brian Snicker might move him out of that role, you know, if this if this trend continues, because that's just a that's just brutal to have in that spot. I think he's got to do something. I'm just afraid that. Well, Brian Snicker, he's playing both sides of the coin. He's doing the like, I know, you know, something needs to change to shake up the guys. However, don't want to mess with the guy's confidence um, and, you know, drop him in the order. It's it, it, it 
it's time. They got to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, cause then you, you go right behind him. Ozzy Albies. Um, he ain't hitting either, <laughs> you know, like, um, and thank goodness for his defense and surprisingly his leadership mm-hmm. as of recent, um, he is taking on the role that I expected Dansby Swanson to take on with his team. Now that they're kind of looking for a leader. Yeah. Um, and it seems like it's been Ozzy Albies, but he isn't hitting the ball either. And it's been pretty ugly so far. Yeah, it has. I'm going to, just for craps and giggles, I'm going to, I'm going to pull his stats from the same exact date periods, um, dates uh, that I just pulled. Marcelo Zuna and for some reason my baseball reference is just acting really slow so we'll see we'll see what the uh what that comes out to in a second but I mean yeah he's hitting what 218 I mean it's funny because he's got the six homers <laughs> so like when you see six yeah. homers like oh well and I wonder I'm, I wonder how many of those are solo homers I mean they they feel they certainly feel like the least impactful homers <laughs> that I can that I can recall so yeah so he's hitting 220 during that same period where Marcelo Zuna was hitting 155 um only he has only four more hits than ozuna and that spell some of his slug numbers are a little bit better because he's got two home run two home runs in that in that time but um yeah it's not been it's not been great but you know i to me that's how ozzy has always been um to an extent where he's just kind of streaky and then he'll probably pop for you know he'll, he seems like he hits home runs in, in bursts so that might happen again but it's tough to have these guys in the middle of your order well, that's what, you know, you talk about shaking up the lineup and you think of the play of Ozzy Albies. I think Travis Darno right behind him is a guy who's got to slide up yeah. uh, into that four spot. Travis Darno, uh, just as consistent as you could ask for. A guy that, you, you know, you think about his injury past and I'm shocked that we're at this point, but also... Once again, thank goodness. Uh, thank goodness that that Travis is, has been consistent enough because especially against the Mets, that first game against the Mets, like he's the reason they won. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love they <laughs> snit throughout the like former team card as a joke. And then a New York reporter asked him about it, and he was like, it means nothing. Like 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 <laughs> it, it, like he gave the, he gave the man like a, a terrible quote and I loved it because it was just one of the you know he's getting asked by Bowman and Dave O'Brien all these other questions and guys like so you know Travis Dar no really using the the former team card and so it was like <laughs> it means nothing and just moves on um and it doesn't it, it. it really doesn't like 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 guys um yeah you know, I mean maybe if you were to say like um Bryce Harper against the Nats or something like that. Maybe, you know, where there's like some long history or something like that. Yeah, no, there's nothing mm-hmm. to Travis Darno. He's just been a model of consistency and um, is a guy that's definitely got to be a candidate for that four hole spot. Um, think, oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say uh, for the four hole spot. Totally agree. I could totally see Brian Snicker moving him there, even though he's not kind of the, your prototypical number four hitter. Um, I mean, He's just performing the best, so for that reason. Yeah. But he's also has hit Snicker has hit him clean up before, so he's definitely not afraid yeah. to to hit him in that spot. I would also say he he's probably another one of these guys who's one of the team leaders. You you don't really think about catchers so much because I think they're just like because they're behind the mask, and you think of them more as being kind of a you know a tandem with the pitcher and things like that, which they definitely are, of course. But I think that Darno is another one of the leaders on this team. And uh, kudos to him. I mean, he's been one of the best hitting catchers in the National League so far this season, hitting 313. That's not going to keep up. But, um, yeah, you just can't say enough about what he's done so far this year. And catching a lot, too. You know, he's not getting a ton of days off. Yeah. Manny Pena has been banged up. So um, kudos to Travis. Yeah, and they still haven't quite figured out what they're doing with William Contreras. Uh, yeah. So uh, you're right. It has been really beneficial, uh, especially for, like, a guy at his age. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they wanted to, to get him some relief, haven't been able to do so so far early in the season, but also can't really afford to take that bat out of the lineup so far. Yeah. Um, and so that's been big. 
since you mentioned him, we should, I just want to talk about Contreras real quick and just mention the fact that he did hit two home runs in a game against the Rangers. Uh, the bat looks yeah. good. Um, he's definitely got power, and I still don't love him behind the plate. I feel like when he gets behind the plate, no. you see the ball getting away from him and stuff, kind of the same old issues that he's had defensively. Um, but, man, I love to see the bat, and I would love to get that in as the DH sometime or maybe I even out in left field. Like I know he's been taking uh, grounders at third. I think he, they said he's been taking fly, some fly balls though, too. And if you get a strong arm out there in left field and <laughs> in place of Ozuna, um, that would be nice. It would be nice to see at least. I yeah, just want to mention one that. Of the, no, I'm, I'm completely with you on this. Like, I mean, you see uh, Ozuna's defensive play and it's, I, I just can't imagine Contreras being that much worse uh, especially the upside that he has with his bat, you got to you got to do something. You got to get him out there in the outfield, uh, because go to the next guy, Adam Duvall, also not hitting very well. Thank goodness for his performance today against the Mets. Yeah, but it all mostly came from a single inning that everyone was really hitting. So, is that an outlier? Um, I feel you know, like he's been. He's been saved by the fact that nobody else is hitting, and he's been kind of the, one of the more reliable defensive outfielders that you've got. So by virtue of yeah. that, he's just kind of kept his position. But, I mean, it's been really, really Pretty rough much. to play. Yeah, 191 so far. Like, it's just, it's bad. Uh, this is not the Adam Duvall <laughs> that the Braves traded for at the deadline. You know, like... like Dansby um, was taking the I heat just, off of him when Dansby was striking out so much, and nobody realized that that Duvall was striking out pretty much just as often, <laughs> maybe a little bit yeah. less. But uh, he's right there but in now, terms of league lead and strikeouts. But now Dansby, I feel like is trending up. Definitely, I feel oh, like definitely. Ever, ever since last Thursday's game when he hit a home run yep. uh, against the Cubs, it feels like he's been trending up. I know. It's you know he's not consistent by any any stretch of the imagination, um, but he definitely feels on his way up. And a guy who like I'm at a point I'm not I'm not picking on him like I was previously with the strikeouts and everything like that because uh, it was just like everything was bad a couple weeks ago, and now we're at least okay. You know like like we're we're back to like average dance yeah, play, catch. which you'll you'll take right now. Exactly. Honestly, you'll you'll take it. Exactly. Um, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is that, yeah, you're just getting what you would expect from him at this point, which is just fine. If you get what, if you get what you expect from Dansby, that's what you're asking for, you know? Yeah, and then, I mean, Travis Demerit is kind of bunched in there with Guillermo Heredio, you know, guys who are, are kind of um, in and out of the outfield, um, depending on what the Braves do with their lineup. Travis Demerit's been a massive lift. For the Braves, um, a guy who, how on earth are they relying on his offense the way <laughs> that know. they have been? It's just wild. Uh, and also just kind of sets up the season so far is like Travis Demerit, dependable hitter in the Braves lineup uh, in 2022. Feels gross. Feels weird. Um, however, I, I love his playing style and his just like, love for the game i don't know you know you just kind of fall Definitely. in love with guys um mm -hmm. and and i don't know that i've seen anyone become a fan favorite as fast as i've seen travis demerit become a fan favorite he's got that dog in him <laughs> he's got that dog <laughs> there we go yeah yeah no it is i, I mean, mean there's something he's kind of like your classic guy who's just you know you always love to see a player who just seems like he's been a hard worker, stayed with it, has been through his ups and downs. You just can't help but be happy for a player that, to come up to the major leagues and have success, even if it only ends up being for a little bit, just to kind of see him come up and be able to provide some value for the Braves, and especially when they've needed it. And he's been, you know, pivotal to a couple wins that they've had so far this season. So even if that's all you end up getting out of Travis Demerit, it's probably worth it. I mean, you know, the guy was basically you know, didn't have many options left in Major League Baseball. And, you know, here he is with the Braves, a team that he played with. And, you know, he's played with a lot of these guys who came up who are yeah. now kind of starring for the Braves. He played, you know, with Max Fried in, in Mississippi and that kind of group. So they know him. And I think that that allows him to also perform well uh, with this group. And so it's been great to see that. I continue with Heredia. Uh, he's just a spark, man. Like, yeah. Sometimes, you know, the stats, I don't even know what they are, to be perfectly honest, but it just seems like he's 
he can make things happen. Um, today he made a great catch out in right field. Kind of incredible. Climbed the wall. Yeah, he climbed the wall. I don't know if he actually robbed the home run. I think he kind of like got up like he was. The ball kind of didn't end up traveling as far as he thought it was going to, but it was still an incredible catch just to deal with the wall in that situation uh, and make that grab. And he just, you know, makes things happen on the base pass. He he just, you know, runs out everything as hard as he can. And those players can give other teams fits sometimes, and you always need somebody like that. So um, I still like what I see from from Heredia. He, he's kind of in the perfect – he's the perfect player for the role that he is. He, 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 under, he knows the role that he fits on the team, and so – um, yeah, I mean, I'm generally encouraged by what he's shown this year. You just hope you don't have to depend too much on him. You know, that's the, that's the real issue. Yeah. I, I think it's one of those, he is a more dependable, um, Panda, you know, like, like mm-hmm, what yeah. we got last year. Um, um, why can I not think of his name? Pablo Sandoval. Pablo Sandoval. Thank you. Um, and not <laughs> was, the same, not like, the same profile, obviously, but in terms no, of filling a role. All. Yeah. Yeah. As like team mascot, but also a guy you can count on, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it sounds bad to say, but I, I mean, you know, like I'm sure you like you see it in the clubhouse. I, I've only been to one game in the clubhouse and uh, you see, uh, you know, some of the other Dominican players like answering questions and he's going over there as like a bodyguard. Like he's just like a fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. keeping the spirits alive. They got the sword slash that they're, they, they've kept going. Um, you need that, and it also helps when that guy can, okay, maybe not rob a home run, but he sure climbed the wall and got up there and got a an out that yeah. um you aren't you aren't getting from most of the Braves outfielders. So oh, yeah, hundred um, yeah. percent. You know, yeah. So it's 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 one of those sorts of things that um that good to see, and um I'm not going to make any more of it than than what we've got. It's not something to be frustrated about. Like it's actually, it's, it's a nice bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, for but sure. I mean, that's, that kind of wraps us as awkward and as strange of a week. It's been as inconsistent <laughs> of a week. It's been that the Braves lineup, the Braves pitching staff, everyone's kind of all over the place. And um, it leaves you in a, in a really strange spot of like, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. So, yeah. listen, I gave a pretty pessimistic interview to the morning show today. I still am not feeling great about this team as it stands, but, you know, again, it's still early in the season. There's still a lot of things that have to play out. The Braves have to improve in certain areas. They need certain players to start giving them production or things won't turn around. Um, but, you know, yeah, we just want to kind of check in on the whole team. We've been doing it week to week with the rotation, which we'll probably continue to do just because they always, you know, we always end up seeing them once before we record. But good day. I think every once in a while, just kind of go through the team and, and get a status check of where everybody is. Yeah, and a, and a big um, question mark on the team. Like I said, yeah. that's, that, that's where I'm at, Joe, where this team is that just a question mark. Um, like I said earlier, Anything that you say about this team is probably right. Um, and so maybe we get some more questions answered uh, in a stretch of games that the Braves get to come home. You know, like like maybe maybe coming home eases things a bit. However, there's some, some powerhouse teams that, it, at least I would say powerhouse teams, that the Braves are about to face. Uh, maybe not so much the Brewers. But uh, the Red Sox, Red Sox and the Padres for sure, yeah, yep. yeah are are a couple of teams that um, you know they're going to be there in the postseason, and so if the Braves wanting to match up well, we I fully expect the Mets to be in the postseason this year, uh, based on how they're playing so far. Yeah, we got we we got the test, which was you know a little even, maybe. Um, but you at least split the series. So now this next week is kind of figuring out, um, okay, are, are you as good as some teams that will definitely be in the postseason? Um, Mm -hmm. and and hopefully we get some questions answered and we get some consistency. I think that'd, Mm -hmm. that'd be the main thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. anything else you want to get to before we get out of here? No, I just want to see this team win series, you know, just keep winning series. Uh, before we get out of here, just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we appreciate, you know, everybody who listens to the show, and um, we love doing it. So uh, thank you. Thank you, everybody, for making this fun for us.
Yeah, for sure. So for my co-host Joe Patrick, I'm Caleb Johnson. Thanks for listening to Batter Up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.